All right, welcome to episode seven of uh, Membrane Labs podcast. Uh, this is uh, your host, Arthur, and I'm here with my good friend from Ontario, Zachary Trinetti. Uh, why don't you say hi to the, to the people out there, Zach? How's it going? <laughs> uh, so, Zach, uh, my good buddy there, he's uh, CEO and founder of uh, Triphone Cellular in Ontario. And he also runs a car dealership there. And also, he's the creator and founder of the Cryptocurrency Blockchain Tech Facebook group. Did I get that name right? Or? Yeah, well, it's my buddies. I just help them with it. I put a couple charts in there every now and then. Um, but yeah, that's block. Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. Right on. So um, uh, Zach's actually the guy that got me involved in crypto uh, way back when. Uh, how long How long were you? I know you got me involved like around December. How long were you in it before that? Um, I, uh, it's funny, like, I wasn't in it too much farther, but I definitely got in when, like, Bitcoin was still, like, 2,000 bucks, and, uh, I, I heard about it, um, before, but, um, like, just a few months prior, and I started looking at it, and then I just seen where I was going, and I looked into it, and I really wish I heard about it back when I was in college in 2013 or something like that, I'd probably be in a better place, but wouldn't we all... Um, but yeah, no, I, I seen it from an investment point of view. I threw some money at it and, you know, I know everybody who, uh, bought into it, you know, recently or at, at higher parts are, you know, a little upset right now, but even to this day, like the whole market as a whole has never sunk into anywhere when I got into it and I didn't even get into it that much, like that long ago, you know, it's been a year, some about there year and some change i met some really cool people i've gotten to know some of them you know really good margin traders and some of the more um higher profile you know people involved in the community just you know this was so cool about crypto i found that the community and people are willing to teach you and learn and stuff like that and by all means i'm nobody in the space or anything but it's been really cool to actually have personal conversations you know with some of the people that people follow and you know get tips and stuff so I don't know. That's just my, you know, take and how I've been in, involved in it, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. Right on. So uh, you uh, you actually are close with some of the more known faces, I guess you could say, in crypto. Like, I know uh, I know you're pretty close with the Rev Nissan there, or at least your personal Facebook friends with him. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, obviously, I'm not best friends with any of them or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, I've uh, had a few conversations with him, and I can, uh, you know, reach out to him when I need to. And uh, he's actually, you know, been so kind to show me a couple tricks and tips and uh, just with charts and stuff like that. So, you know, it's very humbling when someone like that, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm nobody. I'm not, you know, um, anybody in this space. I haven't done what any of these guys have done, but... You know, I've been lucky enough, yeah, to have conversations and get tips and, you know, be able to reach out to these guys if I need them um, to ask them uh, some advice or what their take is on a coin. And, yeah, it's pretty cool. Can't complain. Yeah, yeah, right on. Um, um, I know last time I watched uh, Rev Nissan's live stream there on Facebook, uh, he's really bullish on Ravencoin. 
Uh, do you know anything about Ravencoin? Have you looked into it at all? or? Yeah, I mean, um, there's a lot of, like, hype going around and stuff. Like, I think, um, like, what really got people into it is, like, some of the superstition behind it. You know, some people are saying it came out the ninth anniversary of Bitcoin. Some people say it happened, like, two weeks later. Um, it's, you know, sentiment-wise, like, people are really bullish on it. Um, it's, you know, it's supposed to be, like, Bitcoin 2.0 you know, in its own ways and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, but what people need to understand about that coin is it's never going to get, like, you know, it's, the circulating supply is so much more. Like, you're never going to see a $20,000 Raven coin. Um, so that's a big thing for people to remember. And especially, like, right now is a good time to buy. But, like, you know, the, the market, the way it is and stuff, like, it ran, like, when Rev started talking about it and people were noticing and stuff. You know, it ran up, but I mean, I haven't even looked at it today, but I know it's, when I looked at it, when we had a big drop last night in uh, Bitcoin, or sorry, Thursday, yeah, yeah, Thursday night, sorry, get my nights mixed up here, but when we had that big drop, um, I'm sorry, not Thursday, Wednesday night, what am I saying, um, that, that, you know, that pulled everything with it, like, we had like 240 billion in the market cap, because that's one of the things I look at, right, and even like, when I'm trying to figure out if we hit a bottom and stuff, I'm like, okay, does money start coming back in the market? We had 240 billion, um, you know, that night before it dropped, and you know, it dropped down to like 200 billion. What are we at right now? I'm gonna take a look here. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like the market cap when we had that big drop Wednesday night, like it went down from like 240 billion to 202. Um, it came up when Bitcoin kind of stabilized and. Uh, you know, went up back up to 207, but I just looked at it right now, and we're at 203. I'm looking at it on coin market cap. So, I mean, yesterday was a little bit of green for everything. That's usually what happens, but uh, yeah, I mean, like those alts and stuff, I'm definitely optimistic about it. Do I think there's, you know, uh, times to buy in the next little while? Yeah, just because, I mean, uh, looking at the way Bitcoin went and stuff, like uh, some of the, you know, one of the big guys I follow the chart. He had published a chart about, you know, a weekly triangle forming on Bitcoin and uh, 7,300 was like the top and we broke through that. We were going to get back going. Um, unfortunately, we broke to the downside. Um, so, you know, who knows where the bottom is here. So any of those altcoins and good projects, you know, uh, kind of sucks to be holding on to them if you're in it just for a temporary trade. Now, a coin like Ravencoin where everybody's a long-term hold, um, you know, Times like this, I guess it just gives you time to stock up cheap. So, I mean, uh, do I think it's a good project? Yeah. Um, did I jump right on it when everybody was talking about it? No, because I wanted to see what happened with Bitcoin. And I don't, I don't mind. Um, unfortunately, in Ontario, we we pay so much money for electricity, and it's it's just nuts to get into it now, especially with everybody into it, like GPUs and stuff like that. They're very expensive. You know, uh, PC gamers, they hate cryptocurrency guys right now because all the graphic cards are through the roof. And it's, you know, it is what it is. It's business, right? Uh, I know Ravencoin was very appealing to miners um, because it was easy to mine. It was like how Bitcoin started out and stuff. Um, I've heard uh, or I read something that they're changing their protocol a little bit. I mean, it's not as easy, but it's still a favorable coin. And, you know, I'm not a big miner guy, so I'm sure there's people that know a lot more about that. So, yeah. Cool. Right on. Um, so just earlier you were talking about um, 
uh, triangle forming on the weekly. Um, I tried talking a little bit about the triangles or the wedges, but uh, you're probably a little more experienced with those. So I was wondering if maybe you could elaborate well, a little bit on that. Yeah, like so, like me and some uh, some good crypto buddies I've gotten to meet and stuff. They we we're on Bitmax every day, you know, um, or every other day you're making a trade, or you know, whenever it's possible, right? Um, I got guys that uh, only long Bitcoin, and you know they have uh, their buddies and they have a couple accounts because you know they just leave their liquidity so low, they put more margin in, and they want to trade in the meantime. I mean, if you're overall bullish. On Bitcoin, there is no ceiling, right? If you're shorting and stuff like that, it sucks. But anyways, uh, I'm getting off topic here. Triangles and stuff, that's a big thing with Bitcoin. And uh, anyways, the uh, you have to look at the chart. Like You'll notice it'll start to get to a range. Maybe we'll say it'll go from... Uh, you know, 6,000 to 6,400, and it gets tighter and tighter um, after, you know, maybe a big uh, flag or, or a big outbreak or something like that. Um, and it'll start to settle and it'll move around. And as it gets tighter, you know, it'll always break out of it. If, if you look at, you know, triangles on charts and you go through historically on Bitcoin and stuff, you can find them a lot. And you know what? They're even easier to spot um, when you're first looking out on the daily um, because you can look at it across and it's just, I don't know, I find certain, um, patterns like triangles, um, are very, very big with Bitcoin. Um, people talk about Bart Simpsons and stuff like that. I mean, I don't really follow that. Um, but the big things that I look at when I'm trading and stuff like that are your MACD. Um, I actually set those and a lot of, um, more professional traders set those at three, five and 13 intervals. Uh, historically, it's it's more of a it's more accurate if you if you open up the you know what I mean like how people find this stuff is they open up the chart on a daily and they spend an hour and they go back and they look at these indicators and what works and what hasn't. I look at RSI a lot, um, not so much for overbought with Bitcoin because it can stay up there for a while, but oversold when when the RSI is super low on BTC it doesn't stay down there too long. Um, if, again, if you go back on the charts and you look historically how it works, um, it's, it, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty significant. Whereas if you look at the RSI, it can stay up there for days, altcoins and stuff like that. It's a different story, but I'll be honest with you. Like I don't chart too many altcoins anymore. I mean, cause I'm after BTC, right? Um, you know, and there's trades to be made every day, but you can't jump into stuff either i mean sometimes you know what you're in the right place at the right time you look it's you know uh, a perfect pullback buy or something like that it just drops into that bottom of the zone it's been trading at all day and you can hop in but i find if you try to force stuff or do anything like that you end up regretting it and you, you sometimes you you get out of it and sometimes you don't um but yeah, I mean, that's stuff I look at. Fibonacci's, um, they're pretty big um, in Bitcoin. I use them a lot. Um, a lot of people, you know, some more successful traders talk about golden zones and stuff like that. And historically, if you chart out um, retracements and breakouts, you know, a lot of times that golden zone is in that around that 68 fib or 61.8 fib. Um, a lot of guys look there. Um, you know, so if it's a healthy, you know, we found a bottom, we might go all the way up. You chart from the top and down. 
we go all the way up to that 68 fib zone i mean sometimes it gets rejected but i find with bitcoin that's a very big golden zone but any of the fibs um you're always going to have some action on them you know i see because you got like those are you know things that everybody else are looking at too but it's just crazy how well if you can learn how to draw them how well they play out right okay cool um would you say that Bitcoin is, because uh, I, I know like it, it, it seems that it doesn't want to fall below 6,000. Do you think that uh, there's a possibility of it coming down or? Well, man, here's the thing. I mean, th some of these levels are all psychological levels, right? Um, uh, some of them are backed by, you know, all the triangles and the shapes and the stuff like that, that people come up to do these. 6,000 is a big one. Um, you know, some, some people talk about it and then, uh, you know, everybody else hears about it and they're like, oh yeah, 6,000, 6,000. I mean, there's some big players in this market. I mean, there's no lie that uh, people like when stuff happens, like it did two nights ago, we had nice steady organic growth and even Rev said it too. He posted a live video, but you know, it just somebody, there are some whales and stuff like that and they can dump on this market. I, it comes with, with this, you know, wild, wild west unregulated market and it's it is what it is um but you know i just the six thousand mark i mean if somebody really wants to you know sometimes they have like these these set levels and everybody's you know long because it's going to reach this and it just does the total opposite so do i think six thousand is an important level yes because we've come to it and we've bounced off of it i mean if we do get under that do i see it going under 5k no, even um, since the 20K, our lowest drops, we've looked at 57 before. Um, I think that's the lowest it's ever got. Um, 50, you know, between, it's never, you know, between 50, high 56s to 57, 50, somewhere in there. I don't think it's ever dropped since 20K. Um, I know that we were close to getting into that range over the last few weeks. We've kissed into it, but you've, I, you know, and I'd have to go back to double check, but I'm pretty sure nothing, had, not a wick under 750 that we've ever broken. So do I think six grand is, is a significant level? Yes, because I mean, you're always going to get fluctuation, right? Like, I mean, you can say six grand, but it, like a lot of traders and stuff, they, they're five to 10%, right? You got to give it leeway. So I mean, as with anything, this stuff is never right, but um, I don't, I think we're going to pull back again. We might even see mid 5,000s, but, uh, you know, sooner or later, we're going to hit the floor here and we're going to start turning around. I mean, but money has to come in too. When stuff like this happens, it doesn't exactly encourage money to come in. Um, you know, we had so much hype last January and December, more so November and December building up to it that. You know, everybody's just like, oh, it's easy money, pour, pour, pour it in. Exchanges like Quadrica, that's what I use, Canadian Exchange. <clears throat> Every bank was supported. It was never a problem. Now I went to load some more fiat in the other day um, just to uh, buy another coin because I didn't want to sell any of my alt stuff and, you know, trading and whatever. I was just like, hey, I'll, I'll load in a little bit of fiat. Went to do it and I come to find out that uh, my bank is like the only way, the only bank that's supported is one out of six major banks there now. So that's another barrier, right? Like wow. banks and stuff, they're, they're making their hurdles. 
So does that help when we're at times like this, when we're kissing on the 6,000 mark? And like guys like Joe Blow can't even really get money into the market to buy this 6,000? No, it doesn't. So, I mean, we'll see, man. I don't think we're going to get much lower than that. I hope not. I certainly don't. No. Um, or I'll be... I'll be do you think that uh, banks are make? Do you think that banks are doing it because they're scared of the potential impact cryptocurrency can have uh, on traditional finance, or um, do you think it's more of a like just... consumer safeguard? Like, what do you? What's your opinion on that? Uh, honestly, man, I think their uh, their whole thing is they'll do cryptocurrency. They want to do it in their way, right? They want to have some kind of control on it. You know, they're obviously, I'm sure they're working on their own kind of tech and, and blockchain, um, you know, banking solution management, stuff like that. I'm sure they're working on it themselves. Obviously, they're not going to admit to it because then that makes them look like hypocrites for blocking everybody, you know, from getting into already set up channels. Um, so, I mean, the banks, it's, it's, I don't know. It's ironic because everybody likes crypto because it's decentralized, and, you know. Um, banks can't get involved, but at this point, if people want it to be worth what they want it to be worth, I mean, you have to get main mainstream money in it. And we didn't. We had about eight hundred billion in the market cap at our peak, a little bit over whatever it was, and and Bitcoin was at like twenty thousand. You know, if we had half of what the stock market had in it, or or whatever, you know, these coins would be worth so much money, but. It's ironic because the only way to do that is you have to get this mainstream money and then it's regulated, you know. Susan that's 55 that hands her financial advisor, you know, 10 to 20% of her financial income a year for him to put away doesn't want to be hopping on to, you know, BitMEX or something like that. Like people want to, and these ETFs, right, like um, those actually would be a good thing in a way because they just provide someone that you know, doesn't want to go on and make a Quadrica account and worry about sending a Bitcoin to a, you know, a cold storage or whatever. They can just, you know, buy into these things the traditional way and therefore get the money in the market. But there has to be regulations too, right? Like it's, it's double-edged sword, you know? <clears throat> so that's all a factor too when it comes to this. Like I said, we're getting closer and closer to that, you know, six grand level and it's it's harder and harder for people to get money in the market every day and then it doesn't help with this you know they do put out these things all you know all the fud right like it's just timed so perfectly in this market you can't help but say like you know wow kudos to whoever's you know putting this out and shorting it or putting this out and longing it at the right times right it's just it's crazy i love it though it's cool yeah so I mean, uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've you've made some pretty good trades on the Bitmex, eh? Yeah, I mean, you have your good days, your bad days. Um, I'm definitely, you know, my crypto experience has been very positive. Again, I got in when Bitcoin was around like two thousand dollars US. Uh, did I pull a lot of money out of the market when we peaked, and you know, people were screaming, you know, get some money out? Yeah, I did. Do I wish like everybody else and their mother I pulled out more? Sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, I've learned so much. I mean, honestly, I've never looked at stocks like this, but who knows? If something ever happened with this market and I couldn't, I would definitely venture in and try my luck at stocks. But every market and uh, 
patterns and stuff like that. I mean, they have their similarities, but they also have their differences. Like, you know, a lot of people learn how to trade crypto on Baby Pips. I read that. It's a great place. I recommend it. People go to babypips.com. It's actually a form of training for Forex trading, which is supposed to be the closest thing to cryptocurrency, mainly because it's it's so volatile and it trades 24 seven. Um, so they have their distinctive patterns and stuff like that, that will really come out. And so I think there would be challenges with that, but I would, you know, I would definitely, like I said, this comes back to crypto has done so much more for me in life in terms of taught me new skills. I've made new friends. Honestly, whatever happens to it, I have my investment out. I have, you know, holdings in the market. I'm happy, you know? So I, you know, people... Right on. They cry and whatever. It's manipulated and stuff. It's investing. It is what it is. If you don't think the regular stock markets are manipulated, they are. It's just more clever, I guess. I don't know, but it is what it is. You know, if you're sour about the market and stuff like that and whatever, you know, it's a market. You can't be investing stuff you can't lose. Tomorrow, if it spiked and blew through the roof, you would be happier than, than... than anything you know what I mean it's just it is what it is and I uh, I'm very happy with the currency market like you can't put a price on knowledge and you know friendships and stuff like that so you know that's my take on all that (laughs) yeah and I mean like part of of the reason it (laughs) no no worries uh but part of the reason why it's so profitable right is because it's so volatile right but you got to take the good with the bad I guess is what you're trying to say eh? Yeah, I mean, hey, you look on Bittrex or, or Binance or hit BTC or wherever the heck you decide to trade. Um, <clears throat> there's coins that do 100% a day, 150%. You know, the odd one you see, you're like, holy crap, it's like 1,000%. And then it's a straight red, you know, straight red dildo up your butt. You know, <laughs> and like there's pump and dumps. There's pump and dumps and penny stocks. Uh, it is volatile. It's It's appealing. You want to... I mean, there's guys, I remember <clears throat> Rev put out a video in uh, December, and he's made some awesome calls. You know, people can say what they want. The haters, like, you, nobody else puts their neck out like that guy does and, and tells you what he's thinking. And, you know, there's always going to be people, oh, you're shilling this coin, you've been paid. The guy's got a genuine heart. But anyways, he put out a call, uh, not a call, just what he was looking at, and there was three of them. There was like uh, made made safe, which has been around for a long time. Um, there was ZCL, which was um, a kick me in the in the butt because I went with the other coin. I can't even remember what the heck it was. <laughs> um, I looked into them and I I don't have it now. Um, I bought it, you know, to invest and stuff like that. I sold it, but the the ZCL coin that he said you know if we get volume it's gonna be one of the biggest things ever that thing went from four dollars to 250 <laughs> bucks 238 oh my god in a matter of weeks oh my god and i remember i watched it and it like i looked at it i remember the volume thing so i looked at it in two days three days later another like four or five bitcoins went in i was like ah well, i don't think it's gonna come and and that was one of those coins that if i threw a, th- a thousand bucks at it and just held it to that I would have made oodles of money, just oodles, you know, and people say like, 
all that stuff, it's all gone. The way Ethereum went from cents to hundreds of dollars and Bitcoin and stuff. It happens every day. Maybe not every day that much, but these coins, there's 100% gainers every day. There's, um, you know, there's downers too. There's coins that lose 100% a day. But, I mean, the opportunity's there. The market is still what it is that way, you know? So, some of it, people just gamble on it. Some people, they do their research and it pays off. Some people, they do their research and it doesn't pay off because of other factors in the market. It's, it's crazy. And that's what keeps everybody involved. The fact that if I can't sleep at night, I can, you know, roll over and check BitMEX and see if there's a good entry on a trade. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's cool. It's cool because you can make money while you sleep. Like, uh, I'm very, right, I love and, making uh, money. So I like being. Uh, yeah, go ahead, man. Sorry. Oh, um, I was just going to say, so um, so what, uh, can I just ask you, uh, so just for everyone out there that's unfamiliar, um, BitMEX is a margin trading platform where uh, I think I think at first it was just Bitcoin, but now they have Ethereum and Cardano and Tron and and uh yeah, any of your high else. volume coins, I, know, I know they added a bunch they change all the time right like your main ones like eth and 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 uh eos um litecoin's usually on there uh dash is usually like your main ones any any of your top market cap coins you can uh basically leverage trade it um you know you can trade them you know you can leverage what you have anywhere up to 100 times but the big thing is is the more you leverage of money that you don't have, the more you borrow, you have what's called as a liquidation price. And obviously, if you leverage more, you're borrowing more of their money. Well, you're not even borrowing it because it never lets you... BitMEX is cool. Bitfinex can get you in a lot of trouble. The big difference with BitMEX is that you can never owe them money. So you can only leverage your position to what your actual balance supports. So as soon as, let's say I, I, I long Bitcoin at 7,400 for, I don't know, 1,200 contracts, right? Normally I would need $1,200 worth of Bitcoin, but I can put that on 10X. And now I only need, uh, instead of $1,200, I need $120 worth of Bitcoin. But if that price moves 10% in the wrong way, I've only put in 10% of that trade. So I'm out. And I lose my trade and I lose my money. Right, because so, you, you um, only have $120 backing what backing exactly. that $1,200, right? Exactly. And you can do that with any coin. Uh, it's kind of, you can, you can snipe coins. When Bitcoin tanks, you can pretty much, in most cases, open up a short in pretty much all those coins and just short them down with it. You know what I mean? Because Bitcoin pulls everything with it. Like I said, Ravencoin, I'm going to look to see what it's at because... I know when we had that drop Wednesday, it went from, you know, it was staying around 340 sats, 350 sats. Uh, when I first looked at it, it was like 298. It dropped right away. So, I mean, mm -hmm. it, there's lots of opportunities. Uh, I'm going to check it right now. Sorry, I'm one of the fastest. Yeah, right now it's at, it's at 283 sats. Right. So when people were starting to look at it and everything, it was floating between 280 and 300 sats. So congrats to the people that bought it to flip it. I hope you got out. Uh, for the people that are holding it long term, you know, buy some more, I guess. You know, cost average. 
But yeah, that's what's so mm-hmm. cool about BitMEX is you can you can do it that way. It can get you in a lot of trouble, but you know, um, if you have a big stack and you want to protect it, long at three x or you can you can do one x really. Then there is no liquidation. Now they have what's called cross margin, which yeah, is what's, even what's that? gnarlier. <clears throat> so basically, with cross margin, is when you open a position. Normally, that's not cross. It's like 1x, 2x, 3x, whatever. You can have, let's say I have a, a balance of 0.5 Bitcoin in my account. If my position only costs me 0.25, they can never go into my wallet and take any more, right? If I get liquidated, I lose whatever I put up, that 0.25, right? I'd still have that other 0.25 in my account, okay? When I go cross margin and I pick how many contracts I do, it uses your whole balance. So um, if you say it doesn't do it by 10x, say you want to open up a million contracts, well, whatever your balance works out to, you know, to support that in the lowest leverage possible, if that makes sense. Yep. Like it'll, it, it'll support it in the lowest possible leverage. But as soon as whatever that number is, if it hits that, you lose your whole balance, right? So cross margin, you can make... A crap load of money real quick if you're following a pump or a dump and you're long or short depending on where you are on the reverse side of that you know I've I've got buddies in, in, that I trade with and stuff they've lost money real quick you know what I mean so it's I don't trade cross margin I'll have my main account um, I'll do 3x on it mostly um, when I'm you know if I'm in a long or something I can't trade that range and I have on my second account or whatever, I'll do 10x because I use, you know, smaller amount of BTC with it and whatever. You have your stops and all that, but yeah. I mean, BitMEX is cool, but it's also dangerous. Yeah, go on TestNet if you're going to try it. You know, it's pretty cool. You can play with a fake balance, figure out how it goes because they, they take market fees and stuff. Um, if you, you know, close that market, cause they want people to be market makers there's lots of little tricks and stuff you should learn, you know what I mean, and uh, yeah. So uh, on 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 the flip side of that, uh, Bitfenix, for example, so you can actually end up owing them money. Yes, I don't trade on Bitfenix, um, but uh, first of all, I'm pretty sure the minimum deposit is ten thousand US. Wow. Uh, so right off the bat, for a lot of people, they're like, no, but you can do it on pretty much any of the coins they list. You can long or short. And I know you can owe money. It's funny. I seen a tweet. Uh, they had that flash crash in Neo um, in the summer last summer. Mm-hmm. Neo was at like hundred bucks in that area, or seventy, or it was over seventy dollars. And somebody finger slipped, and they sold. They market sold. Um, and this this guy, he had a uh, hundred grand worth of Neo in a long, and he didn't have a stop loss. And Neo flash crashed to like eighty cents. Wow. So he ended up. He ended up losing everything, and he owed Bitfinex $30,000. He lost 130000 Oh, my God. It was in a tweet. Yeah. So I don't play on there. Um, not for that reason. Well, actually, yeah, for that reason. But the major reason is, <laughs> is like, it's 10000 US. I know how Bitmet work. Bitmex works. I like it. You know, you don't ever, you're not going to lose your house to it unless you're boring against it. You're not going to have them show up and be like, you owe them you know, a bunch of money because you made a bad trade, right? So, I mean, for me, BitMEX, it's what I know. It's what I like. 
I like it some days. I hate it some days. Cool. Right on. It's cool. And and so uh, I was actually reading an article, and this crash that happened on uh, I guess the fifth. So what was that? The yeah, that fifth? was Wednesday. Two day, That's two, what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, um, I was reading an article that said it was because um, Goldman Sachs actually. Uh, they said that they're not setting up a crypto trading desk mm -hmm. and um, right. The dump actually happened um, right before that. So like, like, is that some sort of form of insider training? Well, or? Did you, I'll send you an article that they released a statement and it said it was pure fake news. <laughs> so I right, seen that right. they released an article yesterday. Somebody sent it to me in one of my telegrams and, uh, and I started looking again at market cap. I'm like, okay, well, this might be a good time to long. And I looked, and we had 207 bill last night. When I woke up, we had 204. So people are still taking a little bit of money out. Um, but, yeah, apparently that uh, that was fake news. But it's been in circulation now probably for at least 24 hours. It's just crazy how good news doesn't travel as far, you know. But who knows? There's right. always FUD. It's always timed just right. It is what it is. You know, that's why it's important to take profits and, you know, really evaluate where you are in the market and what you want to do with it. Are you a holder? Yeah, and, and, are you here to make money today? Are you here to make money in two months? Like, what? what's your goal? You know, you need to figure out, do I want to, do I want to keep uh, <clears throat> stacking up BTC because I believe in a year, like, when this bear market's over, it's gonna be worth even more. Or I'm, am I here to make the swings on the weekly basis and pull money out and literally turn it into fiat and go spend it? Like, you know, people need to decide what they're here in this market for. Um, and there's nothing wrong with any level, whether you're a guy that says, fuck that, I don't wanna get involved. Oh, by the way, sorry if I'm swearing, I probably shouldn't, eh? If nah, you're a guy that says, nah, screw that. Fine, huh? Screw that. I'm not a trader. I'm not. I, I got a job. I got a wife. I got kids. I want to buy this. I want to put it away. And uh, I hope that when I look back in a year or five years, that it's worth more than I paid for it. You know? And then you got the guys that are made millions of dollars. They trade every day. They're retired now. You know? It's. There's. It's. You just got to know what you want to be. And there's nothing wrong with dabbling into the other sides of things. But know your risk limit, and uh, yeah. Right on. I mean, I'm not some crazy trader. This is just stuff I've picked up. I make mistakes every day. Um, <clears throat> the whole here, the whole goal here is, you know, if I can help one person learn from one of the mistakes I made, you know, keeps them happy, keeps another person in the space, and maybe they'll help someone else. So. Yeah, totally. And uh, and I'm guessing you use all the risk management techniques, such as uh, stop losses and whatnot, eh? Sometimes you have a position for fun and you're prepared to let your liquidation price be your <coughs> be your uh, stop loss. It, you know, some guys trade like that. So. Okay. Well. All right. Fair enough. I don't know. Uh, I I just say like maybe like if you have like a fifty percent ROI, maybe set a stop loss at like twenty five percent. You know, oh, just yeah, so yeah. at least at hey, least you got it, something when it, when out it goes of that trade, green, right? You know. Yeah, when it goes in the green, you move a stop loss up. You move a stop loss up. I had a short in when we went. I was in at 6,900 when we dropped on Wednesday. 
that uh, that's the other thing. You got to have the stones to leave it open. I, uh, you know, we got all the way up to six seventy three hundred. I had opened up my short a couple days before because I had a long in, and right before we pumped, we dumped, and uh, you know, we dumped down to my stop loss, so I got wicked out. We went up a little bit. I didn't see much action, so I threw a short in. <clears throat> And then we got back up to 7,300, and I didn't close. I was in the rear a little bit, but um, it ended up working out for me. But, uh, yeah, as we got down to, you know, 67, you start moving your stop loss to 68. And then it really dumped. And then I, you know, it dumped down to, like, 6,192-ish on BitMEX. See, BitMEX and Bitfinex, uh, everything follows Bitfinex, but there's usually a couple bucks in between. So I don't know what... Um, the exact price they dropped on i was watching bitmax on my phone now when i chart i chart on trading view and they don't have bitmax so i use bitfinex to go buy it but regardless when it got to that point like i just kept moving my stop loss down and that way if it does pump or whatever you're you've made your money and you can keep riding the trade sometimes stop losses though they wick you out like that long i had i got wicked out i could have rode it all the way up and then rode it down you know so well, right on, right on, man. Um, okay, uh, moving away from Bitcoin uh, specifically, uh, do you want to talk about a couple of the projects or ICOs that uh, you've invested in? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's funny you talked about how I got you into crypto a little bit and stuff like that. Well, I uh, one of the first days I bought Bitcoin, I was at the CrossFit gym and uh, I was telling my buddy about it. And uh, this other guy, he was my buddy. I mean, I didn't really know him that much. He overheard me. He's like, "Yeah, you you bought a Bitcoin. Like I've been whole, like I've I got like thirty six of these things." And I was just like, "Holy crap!" <clears throat> and uh, I'm not gonna mention his names or anything like that. But uh, anyways, he was involved with uh, a project. Uh, some people might know about it. Decent dot bet. Um, and uh, I didn't know anything about altcoins or anything like that. And, uh, you know, he, I read the white paper, whatever I bought into it. It had some huge names behind it. You know, um, Rev Nissan was a part of it. Now, admirably, he never would mention it, uh, on his live vids. He, you know, kind of hate the guy would get everybody would accuse him of a pump and dumb. Yeah. Um, so the ICO of decent.bet was 12 cents and I watched that thing go all the way up to, uh, about 70 cents back in the good old days of December. I took some profits around 50 cents myself. Uh, I still hold DBET. Um, some other projects I have, uh, Ethereum Classic, I bought some of that just because uh, <coughs> Coinbase was listing it. So I hold on to that. Binance Coin, it's pretty promising. Uh, big ICO that I'm in at now um, that I bought some holdings of, Mandela. Um, I know a couple of the guys um, <clears throat> on the team there uh, I can chat with on the daily. Their uh, main uh, legal, Joe, uh, he's a good friend of mine. Um, nice guy, real cool guy. They're working on to be the first SEC compliant um, exchange. Uh, so he's pretty cool to uh, talk to about that project. He's pretty excited. He's been uh, an attorney in the States there for a while. Um and uh, the founder, Nate Flanders, he's uh, in one of the telegrams I'm in with a few guys. Uh, he's a pretty cool guy, too. He's been in the space for a long time. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see what they can do. Because to me, like the first SEC compliant exchange, 
Um, it's a big title um, to throw around when they want to be that. But not only that, they're a North American exchange. And what that means to me is <laughs> if they can get SEC. And to me, like, that's going to be a big main main hub for North American trading because a lot of these popular exchanges, I mean, they're in Asia. Uh, Binance, huge one. Uh, it's Asian. Um, so, and, and look at Binance coin. It's $13, okay? Mandala, right. the buy-in was like $0.07. Cents, you know, <clears throat> if that gets anywhere near $13, you're laughing. And do I see... Yeah, I know I threw a, I threw a little bit of money myself in there, actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, like, you look at... You compare it to marketplaces, like, if it is an SEC-compliant exchange, you're going to have all the tokens, first of all, that can't list on other exchanges or that, you know, can't meet their rules because they're securities, uh, they're classified by them or whatever. You're going to have those tokens, you're going to have major volume, and it's North American. And... um you know, there's a lot of traders over here that will be more than happy to be working with, you know, a North American exchange, uh, support, you know, timelines, the language barriers, stuff like that. The small stuff that adds up that, yeah, we put up with, but it would just be so much better. So that's an ICO I'm pretty excited about. I mean, I hold some Halo tokens. Um, <clears throat> uh, what else did I get into? I mean, I have I have a couple other uh, altcoins. I'm just trying to see what happens with them and stuff. Uh, or Aura, um, that's one I'm grabbing, and I I've, I've grabbed some decentralized exchange token. Um, you know, there's a lot of ICOs out there now. You know, it's hard to keep up. It really is. Uh, they say this is the year that you know most. Excuse me, most ICOs are gonna fail. Um, you know, it's because everybody. They've seen ICO now. Some people, I mean, it sounds terrible. They're like, oh, I want to raise millions of dollars and say I got this company and never do anything with it. But, you know, you got to watch out for those. There's a lot of scam ICOs. But, you know, DBET, I, I have so much faith in um, just because I know the online gaming industry. And just to even capture like 1% of that marketplace is huge. And, you know, cryptocurrency isn't going anywhere. You know, maybe it won't be Bitcoin in 10 years. Maybe it'll be something else, but blockchain and stuff like it's not going anywhere. And they're 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 getting into a good size side of the market, which is online gambling and stuff like that. So and then the Mandala, like those are the two ICOs <coughs> that I'm really excited to be a part of. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. Uh, I know Mandala also. Uh, um, from what I know, you can use their tokens to like purchase uh, tr uh, signals and stuff like that to help you make good good trades and a couple, yeah, couple features yeah. like that, eh? Exactly. I mean, uh, they have to have use for the token. MDX, what I'm really optimistic about is what Binance does with the pairs, you know, converting your excess, uh, whatever, maybe it may be into Binance coin. That you can trade and you know do whatever you want with it and stuff like that um, or buy into other coins with it <clears throat> so you know i'm pretty excited to see uh what that what that project does right on man right on uh all right uh is there anything else you want to talk about i mean you've kind of hit us with a lot of info and <laughs> 
yeah, no, I mean, I, I hope, I, like I said, I'm not some expert, guys. I'm not some millionaire. This is, you know, my thoughts on the market. Uh, I've, you know, I've, I've had some good successes, you know, and uh, I hope that whatever, you know, you guys are doing out there that, you know, you keep it up and uh, look at the bigger picture in this market. I'm uh, very optimistic for some of these projects out there and excited to see what the future brings for cryptocurrency. Yeah, uh, I guess just one more quick uh, and just just a quick statement. Um, that, and a qu <coughs> quick question from you. You don't have to go deep into it or anything, but uh, long term, are you bullish or bearish on Bitcoin? <laughs> I am bullish. Cool. I'm bullish right on, on the whole market. So, I mean, All right. do I think awesome. we're over from the bear trap? Not yet, but I am bullish. All right. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, if that's everything, thanks a lot for coming on, Zach. Uh, it was well, really nice having, having you. Me, thanks man. for taking a, a couple oh, minutes out of your day. Yeah, time. no problem at all. All right. See you. Yeah, for sure. We'll get you in another time and we can chat. All right. Take it easy, man. Okay. Bye. All right. So that was, uh, that was Zachary Trinetti, uh, my good buddy that got me into crypto uh, back in the day. Um, I guess I guess wasn't back in the day. <laughs> uh, a little less than a year ago, uh, Zachary Trinetti got me into Bitcoin, and he's been into it for a little over a year, and uh, he's been he's been doing well from what I understand. So uh, it was great to have him on. Uh, so that was a pretty good chat with him. Uh, just a quick thing I wanted to talk about with the recent. Bitcoin dip and I've mentioned this before uh, when we're using technical indicators and I find that this type of trading is very consistent it's better to look at it on, on high time frames right uh, so right now I'm looking at a four hour Bitcoin USD char chart on Coinbase and what we have is, um, I'll try and describe it the best I can, but I'll put a link to a screenshot of this chart um, in the description. Uh, so I just picked a point on, so since the 28th of August to the 4th of September, uh, there's a steady price increase. And now if we look at the RSI, you'll see that there's a steady decrease. And so what this is called is uh, bearish divergence. And pretty much the way I like to look at it is um, it means that the bulls are running out of steam, kind of, so to speak. Um, you know, the purchasing power to drive the price up isn't as great as it was or it's out of equilibrium with the price jump so pretty much what you can see is that price makes a higher high and the rsi makes a it starts off with a high and makes a lower high and uh that's kind of the best way i can describe it uh, obviously i'll link a screenshot so you guys can check it out um and also what you'll be able to see in this screenshot is exactly what Zach was talking about with uh, the oversold. So you can see that after this huge dump that 
the RSI is indicating that Bitcoin is quite severely oversold, meaning it's below the bounds of this RSI indicator. And you can see surely enough that within the next day or two, uh, price creeps up to, let's see, maybe you caught, you can catch it at 63, creeps up to 65. And so you could open along on that basis, right? Um, also, just like the line I drew here is uh, bearish divergence. You can see based on this indicator, I'm actually going to add this line in because I didn't see this before. But conversely, you can see that the RSI is making a higher low while price is making a lower low. So I'll draw those two lines in here and that can be kind of our trade call for the next little bit and see where it goes from there. And so, yeah, um, I think this is a pretty successful podcast. Um, I'm happy that we were able to get Zach in here to give us a lot of info. Uh, he's definitely way more knowledgeable about the crypto market than myself. So it was nice to get a little bit of input from him. Uh, he gave you a couple projects there to look out for. Um, I'll list those off in the description. Um, I'll list all the articles described in the podcast. And yeah, um, I think uh, that's that's about it for this week's podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in as always. Uh, this is Arthur and uh, we will see you next time.